From three guys who never had a shot, it's the Walk on Water Boys podcast with your hosts, Addison, Austin, and Clint. On this episode... A little bit of trivia for you to start off tonight, guys. I've got the trivia tonight. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Uh, Again, a break from what we've seen with the, the main, you know, superheroes, the Avengers, everything. Right now, obviously, they got the divisions, but once they split to this three, five, and five model... Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if primetime goes to Florida State, I'm going to become a Seminole fan. Will be the next Call of Duty game in the series. Welcome back to another episode of the Walk on Water Boys podcast. I am Clint, joined by Austin and Addison once again. Guys, how was your last week? Uh, Not much uh, from my point of view, but uh, how was y'all's last week since we recorded? Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing nothing too crazy. uh, Working a new job. Nothing um, too crazy. So just so y'all know, Addison could only take recording in my podcast podcast studio one week. He's had to uh he decided to not to do that again. So well, after you stopped wearing pants. <laughs> I was it was hard for me to keep my attention on the podcast uh with with Clint being pantsless. Uh, so I decided to record from the hotel room uh this evening. Uh, I do think that our audio was uh, much better uh, recording uh, in the same studio, so we yeah. may end up doing that more often. Uh, yeah. Think, so. so it went from Clint not having on pants to you not having on pants. <laughs> Correct. I am. I am not. I am not with Clint, so I can be pantsless. Uh, so, so uh, two out of three hosts are at least pantless during this recording. Austin is not w- willing to give up uh, that information or not, whether he has pants on. Let <laughs> me lower the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, just, you know, some quick uh, sports world um, topics here, not really topics, but just some quick information with what's going on in the sports world right now. Obviously last Saturday we had the Kentucky Derby. Uh, the winner, Rich Strike, uh, won at 80 to 1 odds. 80 to 1, Austin. 80 to 1. Second biggest long shot winner in 148 years of the Derby. The uh, the longest shot to win was Don Rail or Dunrail, Dunrail, I'm assuming, in 1913 with 91 to 1 odds. Uh, so that was a Kentucky Derby winner. Uh, that is Rich Strike, one at 80 to one odds. Obviously, next up is the Preakness uh, on May 21st, as he'll try to, uh, or she, he, she, the Rich Strike uh, horse, will attempt to go for the, the Triple Crown. A uh, little bit of trivia for you to start off tonight, guys. I've got the trivia tonight. What's the only he, she horse ever <laughs> win at the Kentucky Derby? What is the term of measurement for a horse? Hands. Hands. <laughs> 
Good job. Do you know what that is equivalent to? What hands are equivalent to? Yeah. No, what is hand? What is that in in inches, I guess, is what I'll... I used to know the answer to that, but I do not now. I can't remember. Eight and a half. So four inches four. is what the hand measurement is equivalent to. But uh, impressive, Addison. I'm glad it's, you it's glad width, you got that right. Not length. Yeah, you got some tiny hands. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so and also uh, just a little bit of major league baseball we're all Braves fans here Ronald Acuna Jr. has made his return since the last time we discussed the Atlanta Braves they currently sit at 14 and 17 on the season tied for second in the National League East seven games back of the first place New York Mets have y'all guys been keeping up with the Atlanta Braves since Acuna has returned yeah, I I see the Mets having uh, some trouble coming up mid to late season. It's just uh, I, I just don't see them maintaining where they are. Great to have Acuna back. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how quickly he gets back into things. No, he seems to be doing pretty good so far. Maybe not the average, but uh, he's definitely uh, he's hit a couple uh, 400 plus 425 plus home runs. So. So uh, still got the home run ball working for him. All right, so getting away from sports, our first topic tonight, uh, the finale of Moon Knight. Uh, have you guys seen it? And what are your thoughts on uh, the finale in the series overall? I, I have seen it. I know Austin uh, caught up on the episodes he was down, so he's seen it as well. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I have seen it. Okay. Um. I, I thought it was good. I think that again, we we talked about this when we when the series first started. It's uh, a different uh, take on Marvel than they've done in the past. Much uh, kind of darker. Um, really, really delved into. Um, uh, I, I don't want to call it by the wrong name, but uh, uh, multiple personality disorder. Um, really diving into that and kind of exploring um, a lot of the realities of that disease, which I think was interesting. Um, but uh, I, I, I liked uh, the ending. I thought it, it wrapped up nicely. I really enjoyed the, uh, the post credit scene, um, bringing uh, the Jake Lockley character in for uh, that little tiny bit at the end. So um, yeah, I mean, like I said, different uh, different avenue for Marvel than they've done in the past. Uh, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Uh, again, a break from what we've seen with the, the main, you know, superheroes, Avengers, everything. Um, I thought it had a really good mix of humor, um, mainly from the Stephen Grant character was you know, obviously the majority of the, the comedy, uh, but I thought they did a great job. Uh, it's, it's cool to see these TV shows that they're putting so much effort and money into. I hate that they're only six episodes long. You know, I wish we could get 10 or more out, but I, you know, you, it's understandable based on the budget and, and the effort they're sinking into it. But uh, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to where they go from here um with the character the series and uh yeah looking forward to the next phase that that marvel goes into 
Now, I will say that uh, <clears throat> I was, I mean, I like Oscar Isaac. I think he's a, he, I thought he was a good actor before this role. I thought that this was a really good casting of him. Uh, but after this series, I am so impressed by his ability uh, to play, obviously, multiple roles uh, in the same TV show in this case, but uh, to play multiple roles, got to see a lot more in the last episode, last two episodes of him switching back and forth from the two roles, uh, just kind of right there on the spot, like in one scene. Um, really impressed with his ability as an actor. I think that he did a tremendous job um, and him being able to play off of those two characters having chemistry um, and it being him doing both characters was very impressive to me. He, he's a terrific actor. I think the I first noticed him, I think it was uh, a most violent year. The film was like 2014, I think, where he's a fuel supplier like in New Jersey or New York um set i think like in the 80s 70s or 80s it's a really good film i think jessica chastain is plays his wife but it's a really good film that's the first word i think that's the first film i saw him in or the early one of the earliest films i saw him in it makes me very sad that disney did not do more with his role in the star wars universe um he i think after seeing this feel like his his role in that was way, way underplayed. Um, and they definitely could have utilized him more to make those, that last trilogy of films uh, more exciting and probably considerably better had they uh, included him more in that process. Yeah, I enjoyed the series overall. I really think I enjoyed most about it is it was, it was different than what they've you know we've been accustomed to here in the last decade or more uh with the marvel movies uh none of these series that they've had on disney plus have been anything outstanding in my opinion but they've been enjoyable uh and this one like you said getting away from that what we've been accustomed to uh with their marvel series uh was enjoyable and and i also agree oscar oscar isaac was a uh, great casting uh, for that role so uh but definitely looking forward to uh seeing what's coming up next uh for marvel have any of you seen let's see dr strange 2 that's been out what a week now maybe is that right yeah, i went i went and saw it uh this past uh this past weekend okay um austin have you you haven't had a chance to see it yet have you no um, but you can talk about it i don't uh it's it was it, it was good it was not uh, I don't think it was as good as some of the other films. It wasn't as good as the first Doctor Strange film. Um, it was directed by Sam Raimi. <clears throat> and Sam Raimi, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, is kind of a, a hit and miss director. Um, the film was very, very, very Sam Raimi-y. Mm. Um, which, if you, if you enjoy him as a director, I'm sure you'd love what it. What else has he directed? Uh, so he did the, I mean, he's done a lot. So he did the Evil Dead series. Um, he also uh, did the f- first uh, Spider-Man series. The uh, Toby McGuire one? Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. So it's uh, very, it kind of, you kind of get that camp. He's done a lot of, of, a lot of horror films. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, I think the most recent one was um, The Unholy. Not big into the horror film, so I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, I mean, he's a he's a he's a great director. Um, and I think that he because he was directing this, it kind of went in a different direction than uh, than some of the other Marvel films. So I mean, it was it was neat. Um, I think that the storyline was really good. Um, you've got some some really cool cameos, um, which I. I I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, but, don't do that. I haven't seen um, it either. So, so uh, there's a couple of really cameos. One specifically um, that I think Clint, because I know how much you enjoy uh, the '90s X-Men. Oh yeah. Um, I think that you'll really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I I think it was it was well done. I Bruce Campbell being in the film, so he was uh, kind of like a cameo role. Um, and actually the, the second of the two post-credit scenes is Bruce Campbell, um, but very Bruce Campbell, very campy and uh, very humorous, um, but very similar to the roles that he played uh, in the original Spider-Man series um, with uh, just kind of the you know, small cameo role, but very hilarious, very Bruce Campbell, um, because he and Sam Raimi are very good friends. Um, so again, I, I think it was it was different than what I expected. I, I mean, I I expected it to be more similar to the first Doctor Strange film. Um, so uh, considerably different than that, but a good movie. Um, it was a good movie. I think that it leads well into the arc of stories that they're going to be telling in uh, the next phase. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see. Like you guys said already, I'm very interested to see. Uh, how this next phase of Marvel films and TV shows kind of mesh together um, and how they can continue to be successful. Because, I mean, obviously, that that first run that Marvel's had, um, ending with uh, the Endgame film, uh, I mean, made a ton of money and, I mean, just did absolutely amazing at the box office. So uh, for them, I think it's going to be interesting how how do you change things up so people don't feel like you're just rehashing things just to, to make an extra buck, which is what a lot of the, um, a lot of the complaints that you get about the star Wars series is, you know, these these are just the same movies with different actors. They're just trying to make some extra money. Um, So it's going to be interesting. It seems like Marvel's working very diligently to make sure that that doesn't happen to their overall arc which you also have the positive of you know when you have these comic book runs i mean there is an unlimited amount of opportunity to go and explore different uh different things when you talk about comic books because you you get you know new storylines and somebody new will come in and, and write a limited series and it's completely different than um what the the comic book run for a character was before so um yeah i think it's it's going to be an interesting uh interesting to see how they how they tie everything together and just to clarify the uh the intern just told me that sam Raimi actually was a producer on the unholy he did not direct oh there you go thank goodness for that intern right the the last time he directed a horror film was dragging me to hell in uh 2009 it's a good film 
And also, like Addison just mentioned, uh, he mentioned Star Wars. So the next big series, I guess, coming up for Disney Plus is one I know we're all looking forward to is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And the latest trailer for that, uh, if you haven't watched it yet and you're a Star Wars fan, you should you should definitely watch it because the way that trailer ended uh, was pretty cool. I like the way they did that. So so moving on now, uh, getting back to the sports world. Uh, big news in the college football world, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, is looking to eliminate divisions and going to a three, five, and five conference schedule. So that means right now that the conference sits at 14 teams. Uh, right now, obviously, they got the divisions, but once they split to this three, five, and five model, they'll have three teams they play every year and then they'll do a five-on, five-off with the other teams in the conference. And here on the podcast, we have uh, two fans of the two biggest football programs in the state of South Carolina, Uh, myself being a Clemson fan and then Addison being a (laughs) Coastal Carolina (laughs) fan. Uh, So we'll get our perspectives on that, and then obviously we'll let Austin chime in uh, with his thoughts on how this – may affect the uh maybe if this rolls over into the sec uh he is a game cop fan see how that affects him especially here in the next year or two uh looking to bring in oklahoma and texas so uh addison let's go ahead that's yeah. cute that's cute that's <laughs> addison cute. let's what, go what, what does what does the acc do now they do what two two crossover games division yeah so that you have you have six teams you play in your division, and then they've got the two crossover. One of those being rivalry, the, the rivalry yeah. that you play every season. So Clemson's I, right now would yeah. be uh, Georgia Tech right now is their crossover right uh, rival every year. I think it's a, a good idea. It it is going to allow to get your rivalry games in, but then also get in those highly anticipated matchups. Right, you're you're. If they're in the in the separate divisions, but you got teams that are in the top ten, I think it's a great idea. I imagine if the ACC, if it's approved by what the NCAA, then you're yeah. going to see a lot towards this. Yeah, and and one piece I left out of this, which I guess you you probably figured out for yourself, but once they do away with the divisions, it'll be just like the Big Twelve with the top two teams in the conference at the end of the season uh, will play in that conference. So still have the conference championship game. Uh, but it'll be just the top two teams uh, will play in it instead of having your division champions. Which is what everybody wants anyway, right? I mean, Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's one plus issue. that the Big yeah. 12 has. I think that – I mean, I think it's going to be better for the casual fan. I think it's going to be uh, – make for a more exciting season. Um, however, I think if you've got a team that's – maybe a lower tier team, uh, but they're in a weaker division of their conference right now. And they actually have an ability to make a run for that SEC championship. So specifically <clears throat> you talk about, you know, South Carolina having down years in the past couple of years, but they've still kind of been in the fight and kind of been able to uh, have a potential to take that division. Um if you, I don't know. I think your your teams that are lower on the on the totem pole, I, I think it may end up hurting their programs. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? 
Clint, I'm a fan of South Carolina, Carolina, but I don't think we've had a chance to take our division <laughs> in the past couple of years. It's very, very nice of you to say. Well, I, I think obviously, if just real quick from the ACC perspective, since this is how this topic got discussed, Clemson, I, I kind of would imagine the three teams that they're going to play every year would be Georgia Tech, Florida State, and NC State. Now, obviously, Florida State has been down uh, for quite a few years now, but if they, you know, they have the ability to get back to where they once were, NC State's always been that middle of the road, consistent eight win team. Uh, now, Georgia Tech has obviously been down for a while. Um, so that would give Clemson, you know, the, the traditional rivals there in the ACC still. Now, from a South Carolina perspective, uh, Gamecock fans aren't going to want to hear this, but if I agree with Addison that if they were to go right now at South Carolina, you're, you're competing for probably the fourth, maybe third best team consistently in your division. You've got Georgia is the clear-cut East team every year, and then you've got Florida right there at number two. Tennessee looks like they're getting close to solidifying that number three, or you can make a case for Kentucky. Which, and, then, and then you've got South Carolina. Historically, Tennessee and Kentucky both will have terrible seasons this next year. So well, they, well, they, well, and then, so if you jumble all those schools together in the SEC, plus you bring in an Oklahoma and a Texas, that's going to, that's going to make it even more difficult uh, for South Carolina to to climb into that conference championship game. Yeah, I'm just happy I don't go for pull for Vandy. Oh my goodness, yeah, this would be always, this know. would be horrible. Well, let, let's ask you. Obviously, I'd say know. we jump back to the ACC, <laughs> like the good old days. That, and, that conference uh, champion, we, you got the banner up. The conference we got the banner up. We yeah. jump back to the ACC. We're looking at uh, we're looking at the top spot. So, so I don't know about that, but so We're pretty close, buddy. So hey, hey, until Dion gets back in that Tallahassee. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Uh yeah, we got an over under on that. Yeah, I, I'd say three. I say this year if Florida State has a this year. This year, if Florida State can't get past six wins, I think they make a change because and they're not gonna wait. And, they are and not all gonna those wait. Top recruits that are sitting oh, yeah. in Jackson, Mississippi are coming down. They are not gonna let somebody else grab Dion. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, if prime time goes to Florida State, I'm gonna become a Seminole fan. Now here we go. You jump to a new team every year, don't you? You do, Addison. <laughs> Look, I I I love Deion Sanders, man. I do. Apparently. Well, they uh so, Austin, I want to ask you this. So, obviously, I just mentioned Clemson's three teams. So, if the SEC were to go to this same model, you know Georgia is going to be one of those three. What would be the other two schools you would want South Carolina to face? Not And take out, you know, guaranteed wins. So, let, <laughs> you know, let, let's – Well, they're going to – The excitement that you'd They're going to play Missouri, right? Yeah, battle for Columbia. Because that's the Columbia battle, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You got Georgia, Columbia, or the probably the two rivals. Yep. Right. Um, who would I want to face? Yeah. So who would that be? That third team, I guess, besides Missouri and Georgia. Because I agree with you, Georgia and Missouri, I think would be locks. I love the battle with Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those games. And I think those those they, programs are on the same very, footing yes, right now. Very, yeah. very similar. 
Uh, yeah. I think last year was uh, the one Kentucky won last year. It was a very good game, though. Mm-hmm. Very close game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd say Kentucky. Tennessee. Yeah, I agree. Last year, Tennessee had the edge. Definitely. I mean, they won. But they, yeah. they had the the edge uh, going into the offseason. They looked a lot better. But got, obviously, Spencer Rattler and a few others transfers in. So it's it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun to see what happens in in Carolina this year. Um, Chapel whether Hill. say again, Chapel Hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun to see what happens in Columbia. Has and I mean maybe I'm just out of the loop because I'm not a Gamecock fan, but it seems to me that the the talk around. Spencer Rattler has been very, very quiet the past. It needs it needs to be weeks. It, need, um, it needs to be. Well, there's nothing really going on. I mean, either. Yeah, no. I mean, it's so, so. over. But uh, what what about Arkansas there? There, Austin. So Arkansas and South Carolina. I, for those of you who do not know, that's a win. Those two, those is it? Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. two schools. Uh, or what allowed is what allowed the SEC to start the conference championship game uh, when South Carolina and Arkansas joined the conference back in what was it ninety two I believe was Arkansas's a win man I don't know man that they, they look like they're on the they're on the up and up they look nah. pretty they surprised a lot of people last year I think nah. Darren McFadden is still running uh, against the Gamecocks uh. <laughs> <laughs> so no Arkansas I, I believe now. The cross division is is that is it A and I'll take LS. I'll take LSU from last year. I know, I know it used to be Arkansas, but I, they switched it over to A and M. Correct, Texas A and M. I believe that's who yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all play every year. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I'd want any part of them right now. That all that money no. they got flowing to them players yeah. out there, number one recruiting classes. Uh, no, yeah, so I, so you I, so you I, I, I like yeah, the Kentucky pick. LSU, Arkansas. I like the Kentucky yeah. pick though. That that was uh. I didn't think about that. That was a good. That's a fun game. Choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. I, I like that one. Addison, you have any thoughts on uh, maybe the third who the third team should be for the Gamecocks besides Missouri and Georgia, which I agree with Austin would Coastal be the Carolina. Locks. I think should be on the on the <laughs> on the schedule. I think we can go ahead and shut uh, that down real quick. I, I think that uh, Coastal keeps doing what they're doing, and uh, they would be able to make a run against South Carolina. I think they could have been. Y'all saw the look in Addison's eyes right now. He's never been so ready for a matchup than he is for that Coastal Carolina South Carolina game. I'm very confident. Come on, man! How many years is it going to take to get it going? I don't know if I don't know if if the Gamecocks would schedule Coastal. I'm being honest with you. Shane Beamer is trying to build up a program, and Coastal Carolina is already there. I don't. Do they want to run the risk of losing to a lower? tier in-state program i don't think that you have an upside from south carolina to take that game honestly no I mean, no I, yeah that's what i'm saying no upside. if you beat them then okay you, you should have beat them, have beat them. Yeah. if you lose then you're garbage so i wouldn't say garbage but that's like what south does, carolina lost to the citadel, citadel years yeah. ago yeah yep. there's no upside to playing that game no well no. the upside is just to shut you up addison <laughs> Beamer, Beamer's not man enough to shut me up. 
Oh man. Uh, so what are your well i know this is maybe getting a little off topic here. On you down here. what is your <laughs> thoughts on uh what are your thoughts on shane beamer because i know you are definitely not a fan of will muschamp uh probably your number two most hated coach right behind urban meyer so who that's fair who who uh, where, where what are your thoughts on shane Beamer? because as a clemson fan i'll admit i really like shane beamer i think he was a great hire for the school he seemed to want to be there and i think that's what south carolina needs they need somebody that actually wants to be there and to build the program up and gamecock fans aren't going to want to hear this but it's true there's a lot of similarities between shane beamer and Dabo sweeney i uh i don't i don't dislike him i think that uh i think he's a good coach um I don't, I frankly, I don't know what South Carolina needs right now. Um, I mean, you offensive line, <laughs> you coaching wise. I don't, oh, know oh, well, I say offensive line. They got the, I think they got the entire offensive line coming back from last year for uh, most plus, of it. But. I think, I think that this coming season will be very telling, um, where you're actually going to have a quarterback. Um, You've got a quarterback who plays an exciting version of football, who is mobile, who can make things happen, which Austin, when's the last time South Carolina had a quarterback that could make something happen like that? You tell me my uh... (laughs) – I mean, that's the correct answer. I'll see what Austin has to say. He just cracked himself up. Whatever he was thinking (laughs) made him laugh. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, Um, And, I mean, so I think that Beamer's got an opportunity. Um, he's going to have have a quarterback, hopefully for the South Carolina program, have some stability at quarterback, which is something that even when Connor Shaw was there, there wasn't really the stability at quarterback. Um, I don't think – why are you looking at me like that? Because Connor Shaw's was, the most winning quarterback in yeah, he was history. definitely he was he was stability. He's the definition. Of stability. <laughs> he is the definition was, of stability. He was stability in the world of South Carolina football. You don't have how many games did Connor Shaw win? All right, let's go to the intern. Oh man, that's uh, uh. Let's see, that was right before I mean, he was probably winning what nine games? Eight, nine games. Connor Shaw out of Flowery Branch, Georgia. Because Garcia was there the eleven and one season, right? Or ten and two season or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh I think he was a two year starter, if I remember right. Connor Shaw. Two year starter. You need to get this intern moving, dude. He's having trouble. He fell Google. asleep over there during Addison's. 10 minute Marvel breakdown that he'd had right after. <laughs> <laughs> oh. now, that, now that we're doing a podcast, it's not all sports. I can actually contribute some. <laughs> it's nice. Oh, maybe we should go back to all sports. Well, so I think that this coming year is going to be very telling for Beamer. I think that again, Connor Shaw was 27 and five as a starter. Okay. 27. Pretty stable, I'd say. Yeah. So it's three year starter. Is that is that right? Average nine wins a year. Is that is that right? Was he a three year starter? Had to be yeah, twenty seven wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's twenty eleven through twenty thirteen. Yeah. So <clears throat> you've got a quarterback coming in. 
mobile quarterback can make things happen when you do have a breakdown up front on the offensive line. It's going to be very telling as to how they structure the offense and make the offense something that's going to be a benefit for Rattler. Um, I don't, I don't dislike Shane Beamer. Um, as you said, I, the last coach, um, which I will not name. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan. He's mm-hmm. definitely in my top two most disliked coaches. Um, I didn't like the pick when they picked him originally when they hired him. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad, it was, it wasn't a bad hire. Uh, I think that it, there's a lot of upside to him. Um, but I, I, again, I don't know what kind of coach South Carolina needs right now. I'll, I, I'll answer that question. Okay. Shane Beamer. Yeah, absolutely. He's the perfect fit. Now, He's will the, he, will he do what Spurrier did? Probably not. Who, who knows? But He's what South Carolina needs, a young coach who is going to run a clean program, who's got the respect around college football, and most importantly, wants to be there. Absolutely. He does want to be there, which is interesting to see someone that actually wants to be at South Carolina. Um, I don't – we'll bypass that. Yeah, we'll bypass that. <laughs> yeah, before this, uh, we, if we keep going, we just have to turn this into a Gamecocks podcast. But and we definitely don't want that to happen. Um, so yeah, so obviously getting back to he's got to take some time to to clean up Addison's facts. He just starts talking. You know, <laughs> he just gets on these tangents. He starts throwing out wrong information. You got to <laughs> slow down. Hey, wait no, we a need second, maybe buddy. we need to get him his own intern. He kind of just sits yeah, there beside him, taps him on his legs. Like, uh, you might no, want to stop talking no. right here. <laughs> Uh, check your facts there. <laughs> uh, but obviously, I'm a huge college football fan. I can't wait for the season to start. So this was this was nice to actually be able to have a little bit of news uh, come out of the college football world to discuss that schedule. And I think it'll be interesting to see if this if this is successful. What other conference follow suit? And speaking of the. Uh... Carolina Coastal matchup 2025 will be the next matchup football matchup between South Carolina and Coastal. So by then, uh, Coastal Carolina's coach won't be there. He'll be somewhere Coastal's else. Coastal's coach won't be there. <laughs> no, Chad, Chad won't Those, the players, Willie Corn will be the head coach then. Willie Corn, oh man, I'd love that. Yep. Uh, all right. So, so to uh, before we get out of here for this, uh, for this episode, we're going to discuss some news out of the video game world. Obviously, Austin, if you remembered a while ago, we discussed our favorite video games of all time. Austin's was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And the big announcement here in the last couple of weeks was that will be the next Call of Duty game in the series will be Modern Warfare 2. So, Austin, your level of excitement uh, for that game. Well, considering I'm now in my 30s and don't play video games very often, it's not as high as it once would be. Um, I still play our little football Madden game once a week or once every two weeks just so I can stay on the group text thread. But it's <laughs> it's, it's, he plays it's, it's straining on me. Uh, it's straining. That might be a different conversation we can have later, Clint. 
it's straining on me. <laughs> I don't have much time. Uh, but anyway, uh, Modern Warfare 2, obviously one of the best video games ever. And I think selling wise, it was, you know, not just um, fans and critics' uh, reactions. Yeah. Uh, well, it solidified Call of Duty. Really. Yeah, I mean it and really. I, I mean, Call of Duty was big before that, but after that game came out, it really, it really blew. I up. didn't. I didn't get to see much about the announcement. I don't think they had much to really say. Did, yeah, other than just a logo. Well, I think uh, they, it's it's a continuation of the storyline, right? It's not not like a remake like they did. No, it's not right. the remaster. Yeah, it's a continuation of the storyline, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I that's kind of that was the question I was going to have is so it being a continuation it's not a reboot it's not a remastering that means they oh. continue telling the same story. Oh, okay. Thank that's you. what it is. That's yeah. that's the exact spot on there. Spot yep, on Austin. Thanks. Thanks. So <laughs> it's, so is it it's modern warfare 2 in name only. It's going to be its own thing. So Austin and again you're not as excited about this as you would have been maybe five years ago but do you think it's going to be able to my oldest child is six years old so it'll be six years ago (laughs) forgive me six years ago um do you think it's going to be able to live up to the hype um of modern warfare 2 the original i i i couldn't tell you I, I mean, I've seen a logo. That's yeah, it. well, I think that the hype is the 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 pressure's on. I'll put it that way. The pressure's, pressure's on. on yeah, I'll, because yeah. them do it. Because obviously they they restarted this trilogy with the Modern Warfare <coughs> games. Different different storyline. Some of the same characters, but and this is a continuation of that new trilogy. But yeah, the pressure's on because this in majority of call of duty fans and i guess shooter video game fans this is top shelf this is this is top shelf when it comes to that style of game the call of duty modern warfare 2 was this the first one that the it was a 3v3 online i think that was the third one i don't remember it may have been two i don't remember that i remember that's what we but oh, I, it was us the, three. We started playing. It was the first one that I remember myself and us getting into the online, right? Uh, online multiplayer and stuff like yeah. that. But your parents finally let you get an online subscription. Well, back then, yeah, back back then, uh, I don't even know what kind of internet. What kind of internet would I've had? Back, I don't even know. But uh, probably satellite I mean, internet back in the day. Who knows? Uh, dial up, right? dial up. Yeah, I had to wait thirty minutes before yeah. I could before <laughs> I could join the lobby. Oh man, but yeah, obviously a lot of a lot of pressure, uh, and I I think that's safe to go for all of us. It's the the time that we have um, to play multiple video games is very slim. Uh, Some of it, us, but it is. <clears throat> we're looking. We're looking at Addison. Look at him over there. He's playing a video game right now while we podcast. Yeah, I think so. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it it is exciting, and and I had I I mean I'll. I'll more than likely get the game and I'll play it. How much? I have no idea. Just whatever time allows for. But, uh, but I am excited. I am excited for it. That's well, that's what I was going to say is it's, I definitely think that, that I'll get the game just because of hoping it lives up to yep. the, the standard that they set before. Probably uh, get the game in PS5 though, right? 
You're yeah, buying I think, us PS5s for Christmas? Is that what you just said? I think he's getting us all PS5s That's for awesome. Christmas. It's going to be a marketing uh, concept for uh, the bar. Oh, we've got, okay. <laughs> we've got right. to get PS5s if we're going to get the new college football game. I'm going to go ahead and break that to you. That uh, Break that news to you. Next year, they're supposed to be releasing the new NCAA football game, and I imagine it'll only be on PS5 by that yeah. point. So, so the bar is going to buy a uh, 70, 70 some odd inch uh, television, 4K television, and uh, PS5, and we'll write that off as in we're Texas. Just, we're just going to click. Could you, uh, could you make sure we go back and bleep that part? Bleep that out. <laughs> So we're, we're just, going to share one PS5. So back in the day when my brother and I had a uh, a dynasty going on the PS2, that's what we had to do. We would share <laughs> share the PS2, and uh, so I would play my my games for the the dynasty, and then I would give it to him, and then he'd take it home, and then he'd play <laughs> play his game on the dynasty. Which- we're just going to figure out what night uh, we make the least money and we're just going to shut down and we'll just all go there and play uh, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, that uh, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Appreciate you joining in and we will be back next week. Walk on Waterboys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Waterboys. Well, we're recording now, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> better, be, better be careful now.